I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm Mr. Movies, the new voice that makes you moist, Ben. There it is. I've got a great... Well, man, you're you're going to call yourself Marcus. Yeah. You're going to be like, well, this is the new Marcus. And he'll now. transform. Yes. <laughs> Every week, just slowly, like pieces of my skin are peeling off. Like I'm getting, like my my hair's changing color. Yeah. Just you grow a, a what is towel around your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> One week it's just a it's just a little rag. The next week it's like a it's a, a hand towel. It's like a skin yep. tag yep. at first, but then it grows into an actual <laughs> towel. Um, I have a great bit that we should do. Because like I'm sure right right now Marcus he's taking his time off, which is fine. But he's probably like they're talking about anime now. Now that I'm gone, so we we should we should tempt him to come back in and say we're gonna do another series once he comes back. But then we should make it all about like the films of Gaspar Noé or something. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, Marcus, we're doing another another media podcast. Come right on back, it'll be fine. And then we'll just uh no we 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 do a Lars von Trier so we get to watch a Antichrist, Antichrist again. again. Yes. <laughs> he'd love that oh yeah great <laughs> great family film yeah bring for sure bring the kids the kid the kids seen spider-man they love uh, they willem love dafoe. willem dafoe they, they sure do speaking of that they, they lo- we're talking about the great america or the great american family anime <laughs> neon genesis <laughs> evangelion <laughs> oh did it, is it ever weird to y'all that we, we call it um, anime and not just like, it's just animation, right? Like, it's just like, what's the difference in it and like other animation? You know, is there a special word for, for like French animation or whatever? They have a word? Name a French animated film. Uh, Wakfu. Okay, fuck you. Just <laughs> <laughs> to be able to do that. Which is, to, to, be, to be fair, it comes from, it, it comes from a, oh man, it's it's called a, a, a manfra or manfra. There's manga, but it's French. They just make French manga. And just, I don't know why this is a thing. The letters, the letters FR don't roll off the same way that some letters do, so calling it like a manfra does not help. Doesn't at all. Um, but I do, I've always thought that's weird, and it's when I first talk to people about it, they're always like, oh, people who don't watch anything animated, they only watch live action, they're like, oh, what's the difference? And I'm like, that's a good question. Because I can't even just say like, oh, it has to be Japanese to be anime. Because there's stuff made outside of Japan some, I've seen that has like, it kind of has the same qualities that like anime does. People people like to talk about, does, is Avatar The Last Airbender an anime? And then you're like, well, I don't even know anymore. Like, what is the definition? But I think it's, it's you know, it's like pornography and offsides in soccer. You can't always describe it, but you know it when you see it. Hmm. Yeah. They should accept with Japanimation. 
Much better firm. I'm going to be honest. I've I've worked in sports for like the last five years. I still don't know what an offside is. <laughs> I have well, no clue. Quinn. Could not could not call it off. Could not call it out for yeah. you. I've had it explained to me three times in three different ways, and I still can't understand the football. When the most forward attacking player is ahead of the most forward defensive player and receives the ball, it's hard. It's one of those things where I kind of like I've gotten to where I understand the concept and I understand why it exists, but I still don't know if I could call it in the middle of like a professional game. If I could be like, "Oh, that was it," um, but yeah, this is the offside podcast. That's a great. There probably is a football podcast named the Offsides Podcast, but if there wasn't, we should just ditch this whole thing and start making a, a football podcast just for the name. Yeah, there, there, there is an Offsides Podcast, yeah. the unofficial podcast for the Charlotte FC. What the? F- there's two. Oh my god, that's crazy. That means there's two podcasts dedicated to Charlotte FC because I know of another one that's called something completely different. Is Charlotte FC that good? They are they need two bad. They are the second worst team in their division. <laughs> I'm wow. I'm so surprised. I'm completely flabbergasted. I'm as a as a native of Charlotte or not native, but as a person who lives in Charlotte for, for, lives in Charlotte for a very long time, I cannot imagine there being two podcasts about a horrible soccer team, football team. There's a guy on the team whose name is Ben Bender. Yeah. So we do have Ben. We Bender. got that. <laughs> I think that's my new favorite player in soccer, <laughs> actually. No bias. Uh, yeah, no bias whatsoever. Tell me he also has red hair. And please. also, I oh, man. promise we're going to talk about Evangelion in a second. But you know what really makes me mad as a person who's become a, a football fan recently? And when I say football, I mean European football. In America, we have a major league division for it called the MLS, Major League Soccer, because here we call it soccer. But a lot of the teams are still called like Charlotte Football Club and L.A. Football Club. So it's weird the dichotomy that the teams understand that the sport is called football, but we're not allowed to call it that in our professional. It's just it just bothers me. It's just because it's not the. Sorry, go ahead, ben. It's not the football in America that makes the most yeah. money. That's why. Yeah. The other Ben, Ben Bender, looks like he should yeah. be playing fucking League of Legends um, <laughs> rather than uh, football. <laughs> it's just how he looks, man. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, but yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I know this guy. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, okay. All right. So. <laughs> we are on episodes seven through nine of Neogenesis Evangelion. And we finally. Is it in the first episode? It's in the second no, episode, but we finally get this chunk of episodes introduces us to two of the the remaining like major characters in the show, and mm. uh, we'll get to them in a bit. But it was really exciting. I'm I'm really excited to see what Ben thinks of one of these characters, for sure. Um, but episode seven, I think episode seven starts off with the yeah, and then. <laughs> Uh, Shinji immediately just spits hot fire at Katsuragi and says, I know why you're not married. You, you suck. You're the worst person ever. He's kind of a catty little bitch. Yeah, he gets real catty. Um, and Pinpin the entire time just scarfing down seafood, fucking yeah. living his best life. Now, Seth, I got, you got to roll back a little bit because the first thing that happens in this episode is Gendo on the phone, which happens a lot in this goddamn That's show. True. He mentions the Freedom of Information Act. Yes. Which I thought to myself, 
was that a thing in 97? So I looked it up. Do you guys know when they passed th- that act? No. It's like 2003 or something, right? 1967, my friend. Wow. It's oh, okay. been around. And is it, they have it in, is it like a UN thing? Do they have it in Japan as well? That's no. what he's, talk, he's, he's talking about. He's talking about America. Okay. In this part. That's of what the, confused the me. Show. I was just like, they have that too. They probably do. Who knows? But yeah, I want to recant. I want to recant my statement. I was getting that mixed up with the uh, with the the act that came out after the events of nine eleven. The the ones where they could like start tapping your phones and shit. Oh, the Patriot Act. Yeah, the pa- Yeah, I was getting mixed up with the Patriot Act. That's on me. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> Which they would have in this universe. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. yeah. They wouldn't even tell you about they it. Would call it. They would call it the second impact. Right? <laughs> Get it? <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> but it's... Second impact cast would be a good name for an Evangelion podcast. Oh. There we go. He's spitting some fire right now. But yeah, I love Shinji also telling Kotz Rocky to put on some goddamn clothes. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you not greet these... <laughs> Incredibly horny teenage boys dressed like that, please. For stop giving for them ammunition. Me. Not for you. Do this for me, please. It's embarrassing. Have some goddamn respect. <laughs> um, that's, that was my second note. I actually wrote that Toji and Ito are extremely horny for Katsuragi. And then when they just, when she did, they just get the hand, even with just the hand wave from the corner, they still are freaking creaming their jeans. I'm like, mm. it was just a hand. How sexually depraved are children in Japan? Very apparently. <laughs> yeah. My question though is why she, what did she come to school for? Like a PTA meeting or some shit? Yeah. But then it just, they just kind of like, she just kind of shows up. Fuck shit, just fucking Fast and Furious is her way into the yes. fucking parking lot. Gets out, you know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm glad, surprised we didn't hear the word bazongas in that scene, or b- bazookas, <laughs> whatever they said. Um, and then just kind of does nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also in that scene, the uh, cicadas are back, but, and also, I re-listened to last week's episode, I was saying cicadia you are. At, every time, and on one hand, I I thank you guys for not embarrassing me by correcting me on the podcast, but at the same time, now I sound like an idiot. Yeah. What surprised <laughs> me the most was that the both of us kept saying cicadas over and over, and I'm like, okay, eventually Ben's going to hear what we're saying, and he's going to self-correct over time. Nope. Nope. Ben nope. <laughs> stuck with it. In fact, I think I added another syllable. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> cicadia, cicadia ums. I admire that, Ben, though. You really just sort of stuck to your guns and you didn't take shit from mm, nobody. So, yeah. you know what? I admire that. But yeah, the cicadas are back. Um, it's it, it it's a fixture of the show, you know? Yeah, get used to them. So after that, we go to a, a, a talk about budgets and meetings. Yes. And just like, yeah, okay. Sure. Another, and it's funny because it's also one of the budget scenes when it's all just silhouettes. So it's kind of interesting. There's, also, there's a great part in the Gendo sequence on the airplane where that guy is like empty, like forty fucking seats are empty, and this guy is like, "Hey, I'm gonna sit right next to you." <laughs> yeah. Which, if you were trying to like keep it low key and not so like, like conspirators, you would not do this, but he does. Yeah. 
Who is this plane for? Where is everybody? <laughs> yeah. And so in the budgeting, they start to mention like how there are, you know, they have to like, we don't have enough money for this because we have to like support the people of the, of the place still. And it's, it's always funny to me when the money part comes up. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it's so funny to me because they're still spending like incredible amounts of money on this. Like, this is not by any doing one thing in this program, like getting a new bolt for an Ava or whatever, or a machine is like as much as like a football stadium costs. And they're, and they're still talking about running out of money. I'm like, who, how are you running out of money at this point? What are you doing with it all? What do you reckon it costs to run an Ava for like 30 seconds? Probably as much as a, a small nation uses in energy in a year or two. <laughs> it's mm. pretty wild. Those plugs, also, they're so big. Yeah, the giant <laughs> plugs. That's supposed to be European or something. I've never, I never figured those out. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that the robots need t- cables is just not a thing to have as a most met yeah. of anything. Mm-hmm. We don't even worry about power at all usually. Or like it's like usually it's like, oh, they have some kind of core. Don't mess with the core. But this one they just oh yeah, this can be plugged in the wall. Which we yeah. see in this episode. Yep. Um but real quick, I just want to mention that here they, they tell you the truth of the second impact. They you finally cut through the lie and get the actual truth of what happened. Yep. And it was an Which is pretty cool. An angel that caused all the destruction. And it's like just very, it's just very interesting knowing that all this stuff's happening behind closed doors. Like most people are never really gonna know. I'm sure people. I would love to see. I would love to see like a in-universe message board from the Evangelion world where people are. There's probably some conspiracy theorists who are like, "I bet it was one of them, them angels that caused this," and they're like, "You're crazy. Why would the government lie about this to us? Come on." <laughs> the question I have though is, do people know about the angels? That's a really good there's question. No there's no iPhones. There's no, there's no camera phones around here. I ain't seen one new helicopter. Do people know this is happening? They know about the Avas. So they have to know that the Avas are doing something. Right. You know? I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, uh, I'm already forgetting its name. The, bi- the big mirror one. Oh, Romul- Romulan. Yeah, Ramiel. excuse me. Yeah, Ramiel was around for at least like a day or so, so mm-hmm. people have to have at least seen that one. True. It's just, but but like, what do we know? Okay, forget America. What does your average, I don't know, Indian person know, or your average person in like Nepal? Why haven't countries in that part of the world? Yeah, you're only choosing. What about Asia? like Kyrgyzstan, motherfuckers? What do they know about this? Right? Do they understand this is happening? Yeah. My village died so they could run the Ava for 10 seconds? Like, is that, do they know it's happening? Yeah, I wonder, because like you said, there's no, this is, this is pre-cell phone, so it's not like, I want, I really do wonder how much of this can get out past, past Japan's borders, really. Mm. Um, like, are American news stations reporting on this? Remember, Seth, this is 2015. It's not pre-cell phones. It's just pre-our understanding of what cell phones would become. Yes. Yes, you are, you are correct. Um, I mean, nobody that I, no sci-fi writer that I know of pictured a, a camera being in a phone this early or at all yeah. as a thing, you know? Yeah, so if any news were to get out of Japan, the only way to do that is the same way people were watching Japanese wrestling back in the day. Good old tape trading. Someone has to have had a camcorder, somebody has to have filmed it, and they're passing the tape around. They got a little private network going on and tape trading for other angel attacks. I, that's the only way I can see that going on. 
fat little fucking kid. Ida is fucking yeah. Ida's goddamn. Yep, that's what it yep, is. He's a yeah, he's a traitor. Yeah, he's, he's making on the fortune. Boards. So that's on the message board right it. there. Can you imagine getting like you're in some tape trading group and somebody sends you this one and you watch like a monumental b- monster get beaten by an even more monumental monster and you're just like I was just trying to I was just trying to watch some a wrestling match <laughs> I don't know what, what what room I signed up for so I was just started- trying to watch it Kenta Kobayashi versus a uh, Masada Kobano or whatever Wow sometimes Ben's random wrestling knowledge just really fucking comes in handy. <laughs> And there's a third worst guy in the corner who's like, I'll try to find a, some snuff porn. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess this technically yeah, is. Yeah, he's like, okay, I can make this work. One second. Yeah. Like, that gun's big. Yeah. yeah. You can't so- see him dying, but it just but it just fuels the imagination. There you go. We also learned, um, real quick, we also learned in the budgetary talks and in between the second impact talk that the U.S. is the only one that has refused to fund, fully fund the AVA initiative so far. <laughs> Um, which I find funny. Imagine that. Yeah. And then Gendo's just like, don't worry, we'll get them on board. I'm like, you probably will, eventually. Mm-hmm. I also have to imagine the funniest possible scenario, which is that Trump is president during this. All I'm saying, if Trump is president, show him a picture of the big gun you've made, and he'll be like, mm-hmm. you know what? I think I, I think I see this now. I think I see the value now. <laughs> They've turned a corner. They're good now. I like them. Yep. Well, after this, we get a repetition of the first of the, of the second scene of the, of the episode. But this time, Cox Rocky has her shit together. Yes, she's mm. in, she is in her what I think in modern vernacular would be her business bitch mode. <laughs> she's she's ready to girl boss. Yes, she's girl bossing the fuck out of the. I'm not even. I'm still not sure how to describe the clothes she's wearing because they're still not like anything humans wear in real life. They are very angular and large, but they look professional is the i guess is the overall word it's like a military dress yeah that makes any sense um but then yeah because her and ritsuko have to go to this uh what is it what do they mean it's like the Jap- J- japan chemical engineering and yeah plant consortium of the nation meeting and i love the detail that there's a bunch of tables there with a bunch of people and food and conversation. And there's this in the middle and it's barren. It's just the two of them sitting at a gigantic circular table. Yeah. Yeah. Nerve sent just two people to this big meeting. Yeah. And so it's, they're talking about their program jet alone and how it's more efficient. And then the Ava's and all this. And I love that fucking the guy makes a comment about hysterical women and the crowd, the crowd loves it. Ate that. <laughs> Shit. I'm like, I'm surprised that guy didn't just like kind of look around and then grab the mic and start doing his type five. Like he's like, right. I've got a captive audience here. But it's really funny because what he said basically what their proposal is is that we have remote controlled Avas. Basically what you know what drones are in America. And they're like, oh, because you know, it can be done from a distance, no one has to get hurt. And then the main and then the joke he makes is that he says that Avas are uncontrollable, like hysterical women. And Hey, <laughs> amazing joke, obviously. But let's let's yeah. say the man has some facts to back it up because these Avas keep going berserk, and he's just showing pictures of like this is what happens, this is what happens, and it's really funny to watch Ritsko and Katsuragi try to make a case. And I'm like, guys, he's kind of got a point though. <laughs> like mm-hmm. these things are Heart- crazy, heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a good point. Exactly. 
This guy has a real bad case of nerd voice, too. Yes. In the dub, at least. Yeah. He, he certainly does. Um, <laughs> But after the scene, we get a demonstration of those Avas. And I think the funniest thing about it is not that they're remote controlled, but they need incredibly specific instructions to run. It's not like you have a joystick and you can push them forward. You have to say, walk five paces, starting with the right foot. And then he does that thing. I'm like, this can't be. This is not scalable. You cannot do this to fight an angel. How would you do these programs? I do like the guy says there is no risk of danger, which reminded me of the it can't stand upright on land from Shin Godzilla. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's immediately proven yes. wrong. Within minutes. <laughs> there is egg all over his face. And he also says the programming should have accounted for any and all errors. Now, yeah. sir, as, as a computer, as a computer man yourself, how would you feel if someone said that in a meeting? It's it's kind of the attitude that a lot of people, including myself, have when we first start programming. Is I'm like the simplest way to keep from having to solve errors is to just not program any into your program. <laughs> like I'm like I'm just gonna be the guy who never makes any errors. And I'm going to spoil something for you guys. I have made several errors. Um, several, several. I make them I make them daily. Um, so it is. it was, for me, that was very funny for him to just be like, we've tested every scenario. There's no way this can go wrong. Because the, th- the thing in, in the computer world that you'll hear is like, you make something, you give it to a tester, and they break it within two seconds because they start putting in like special characters or something. That's basically what happens here. Is he's like, it's done and dusted. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? I also love that immediately after this, another Shin Godzilla moment, which I guess you know, same same guy. Yeah. So basically, the, all the people calling the phone and passing the buck on who has responsibility over this. Yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. how do I? He's like, I don't have. I the funny thing is, he's like, I know the password, but I don't have clearance to give it to you. So it goes to like one guy. One guy's playing golf. It goes back around and around. It reminds me both of Shin Godzilla, and it also reminds me of the one good scene, in my opinion, from the Wachowskis' Jupiter Ascending, when they're, they're talking to that bureaucratic robot who just keeps giving them like through all these loops just to solve one problem, um, which I thought was which I I, I like that scene a lot. Um, but yeah, it was funny. And the entire time, Katsuaki's just like this. There's this. It's big, and it's going to destroy everything you love. Can we just get a password here? And then the password is hope, which is very funny. No, very, very secure password. Got to yeah. Say. Also, um, did you notice that the remote Ava walks without moving its arms? Or no, it moves its arm. It moves its arm too much. It go, it it, it, walk, it walks very like this. Like there's no way, no yeah. way you'd ever walk like this in in the world. You like move your arms very fluid as you walk. It was very funny. It was just. Is it supposed to be such an intimidating <laughs> machine and so big? But it just it had a it had a goofy little walk, and I liked that. Just Conor McGregor arms the yes. whole time. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I want to see an Ava that has the Tom Cruise run. <laughs> I did also. I noticed in this in this part we do see we got to get a shot of Katsuragi's cleavage yep. while she's changing her clothes. But I'm going to explain that in a little bit. So don't, we'll, we'll come we'll come back to it. You're going to explain. I'm looking it. forward to that. Okay. Uh, yeah. But so I, I just I, I want to make sure because a lot of people miss this because we, we we have a fucking made up plan where they bring in uh, Ava O one he Shinji puts Katsuragi on the fucking jet alone yeah. and stops it while she fixes the reactor. I want to make sure you guys do understand that it was a sabotage, right? Yeah, they say that. Okay, in the next a lot scene. of folks miss that. Yeah. a lot of folks miss this idea. It's like it's not very well explained in the show, 
uh, for reasons, but Jet alone was sabotaged because it did it did work. For all of its dumb bullshit, it would have replaced the Ava program and 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 won. Yeah, but that, that it's so funny people don't get that because Gendo just says it in the next scene. He's like, "This all went yeah. according to plan," and I'm like, "Okay, this was, was a setup then." Yeah, Man. so many people don't get that. I don't know how you miss it. Um, but yeah, after we find out that it was a planned failure, and Re- and Ritsuko knows about it, and so does Gendo, obviously. Um, there's this great moment where. Um, Shinji is walking with um Aida and Toji. Toji, yeah, and they're just like, and they're talking about how he's like, man, Katsuragi is so fucking it. Living with her is shit, guys. I'm telling you. And they're and they're like, he's like, you guys get to see like the you know cute funny side of her, but I get to see the sloppy side. And then Aida's like, in his best Vin Diesel impression, your family. Yeah. Uh, I just I just wish that it ended with the the, the Charlie Puth Wiz Khalifa song from Fast and Furious Seven, and <laughs> Shinji just realizes what a family actually is. I'm sure someone can cut that together. Yeah, just the just just the scene with Vin Diesel and in the other car it's Shinji. Yeah, instead of the the CGI Paul Walker face, it's the CGI Shinji yeah. face. <laughs> now we're talking. Mm-hmm. So overall, this was definitely an interesting episode that sets up some stuff for the future um, and sort of gets you an idea of uh, of the scope of Nerves program, which is not just these giant robots. So, are you going to explain the Katsuragi cleavage shot, or is that later? Later, later. That will be in in the third, the, the final episode of this of this bit. Oh, oh, so this is really later. No, I mean, this episode, I'll oh, explain it. I thought you meant you are going to explain it in the final episode of Evangelion when we do that. Like, no, no, no. Like, it's, like this cleavage shot is going to come back in episode 25 or something. In episode 9, I will explain the cleavage shot. Okay, okay. got it. Well, speaking of that, we're on episode 8. Mm. That's true. And this is the big boy. This is where we, we get to meet our new characters. And Ben, before we talk about the episode, how do you feel about Asuka? Hmm. Or Asuka, depending on say the name sometimes uh she's a very interesting character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh uh <laughs> she's a bit bubbly uh, yeah yeah she's a little she's a little bubbly i think if i when if i was younger i would definitely not be a huge fan uh but now that i'm older i'm more willing to put up with that kind of personality because i understand that she's a very she, she's a very talented and intelligent child and she's cocky and she's arrogant in that way because she can back up what she's saying. So there's no reason for her to not act like that. And like I get it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I. So she's very, she's very bitchy, but at the, respectfully. But at the same time, Respect. kind of endearing. Okay. Respectfully. Good to know. <laughs> girl boss ass character before we had the word girl boss. Yes. Yeah. Immediately is just like I just, just I run everything. And yeah. I, it immediately does not like Shinji, which you know what can't yeah. blame her. I don't think she likes any of them. <laughs> we got we got to talk about it real fast. Okay, okay. First of all, episode opens again. Gendo on the phone. Yep, as he will mm-hmm. do so many times. Um, she, first thing she said, or second thing she says, is other parts of me have grown too. Fucked up thing for a child yep, to say. Weird, weird. In any context, weird line. Toji looks up her skirt. Yep. And she kick, she slaps him, and then he, and then he shows her his dick. Himself. <laughs> what the fuck? And nobody 
thing Katsuragi's right yeah, there. And they're all just like, okay, anyway. <laughs> move on with their day. This is a crime. Yeah. <laughs> Two crimes have been committed, both by him. Yeah. <laughs> First one wasn't his fault. Second one, I don't think it's a crime because he's also a child. But whatever. It's still fucked up. Also, mm-hmm. we gotta remember, her name is Asuka Langley Soryu because she's half German. Yeah, she is German. And she speaks mm-hmm. German very, very, uh, very soon. Um, I did want to point out one good moment in the beginning of the episode is when Katsuragi is taking them on the helicopter. And she, she describes it as a date because she's just being like, you know, chummy or whatever. And then Toji's just like, oh, this is a date. I, I bought a hat for this. And the funny thing is, <laughs> this information just bounces off Katsuragi like a wall. Mm. She never mm. engages with it in any way possible. And it just leads to Shinji being upset with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Also, I love how Katsuragi shows the, the Admiral her ID and her age and weight are redacted. Because of <laughs> course they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And then another great thing is that Aida is uh, one of those kids with like encyclopedic memory of what all ships are, and it reminds me so much of Smith. Because that's how Smith was. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Be honest. Growing up, you knew every boat, every military, everything. You were that guy. In World War II, sure. Exactly. And you would have been just like him, which is amazing to me. Yeah, also, I love the, the budget they do on this episode when... He is going around describing everything, and in the back are soldiers, but there's still images of soldiers, yeah. like, doing, like, stuff like, yeah, or hey, but it, yeah. completely yeah. still images. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a common thing done in anime, when it, when it specifically comes to American or non-Japanese soldiers will be depicted in, still in a background for some reason. Yeah. I've seen it in, like, seven different shows. They might all be referencing this, but it just keeps happening. It's weird. Interesting. Well, the UN military, which, by the way, is a hilarious thing to say. Yeah. Um, which exists in this universe and is mad about nerve taking over their shit. And then we get our second major character that shows up, Kaji. Oh, what to say about about Kaji? Um, he, I, I like. <laughs> he immediately is like. Does Katsuragi still make a fool of herself in bed? And she flip. It's like he. It's like one of those things where it's it's good character building because you like, you know they've had a relationship in the past. You know they know each other, and you know that he knows exactly the phrases that will push her buttons. And sh- nobody else in the room even really registers it. They just, they kind of like giggle a little bit. She goes, they don't- "No, no, no." The whole table freaks out except for Shinji. Oh, they're, yeah. they're all doing this. Remember? Yes, like- yes, yes. Shinji is the one that is just like, "What is this information?" Because in Japan, it's it's very much a faux pas to talk about that kind of stuff in public. Yeah. It's a huge thing you shouldn't do. Also, make fool of yourself in bed. Does that mean masturbate? I think he meant snoring, Seth. Oh. Wait, they're worried about snoring? What the heck? I thought he was talking about masturbation. What are you talking about right now? Because they were reacting like... Snor- who's- everybody snores. No, he was admitting that they've been in bed together before. Oh. <laughs> I always thought, and all these kids are like you just you just said it holy shit i thought it was a oh euphemism my. <laughs> oh my god they oh my god she snores Ah, that ruins the whole image again again <laughs> it's him saying we slept together to these children who are not used to hearing that from adults to admitting this happened 
Except for Shinji, who's not socially well adjusted and doesn't understand why that's the problem. I've I I should I think I should have been made a fool of here, but I'm just gonna accept my reality where he's talking about <laughs> masturbation. Yeah. Why would she be <laughs> masturbating in bed, Seth? Why else is she gonna do it? I don't know where where women masturbate at. Women all right, can masturbate anywhere because there's no like there's not a lot of cleanup. So honestly, right. they can do it anywhere. Bed would actually, actually bed would be fine. Why why would they call it making a fool out of yourself though? Because right. they're sexually repressed. I thought maybe it was like no, she's true. embarrassing herself by you know de- de- get degrading to that level of sexual depravity. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're. <laughs> You're a child in your room locked, and your parents like, bam, bam, open up. Are you making a fool out of yourself in there? Yeah. <laughs> Are you dishonoring us in there? Yeah. And then if this you know was, that's a sin, right? Yeah, and if it was an Ari Aster movie, it'd be a picture of your dad in your hand. Um. <laughs> Should you hold a picture of Gendo? Just, no, I can't, I can't do well, it. Not, well, it's um, not a strange thing about the Ikari. Yeah. Oh, no. Situation. No. No, but in that scene, as y'all notice, Kaji pl- trying to play footsie with yes. Katsuragi under the table, yeah. yes. and it was yeah. successful at first. And then even she, she was like, "Oh fuck you, no." Yeah. Right. Um. So we move on. We move on from this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so this y'all time, just know she just ma- you don't y'all know that she made them paint unit two red, right? Of course, like she had to of she had to go with her whole character, right? her whole her whole act. Um. This is where we get to meet a new variant. We get to meet a submerged angel. Um, and this is, it leads to one of the best action set pieces in the whole show. Um, but it did. I think this episode really kind of reminds you of some of the the old school kaiju films because they're out. Sometimes sometimes they're out on the water. Heck, the most recent uh, Kong versus Godzilla film has a whole set piece just like this, where the, yeah. they're both fighting on the water. So I just thought it was cool how like this definitely is an inspiration for those kind of films going forward. Mm-hmm. I think the director of that movie said that this was a big inspiration for that scene. Wow. Like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, doubt that for sure. A man of culture. Also, I just love how at one point a battleship, a fucking battleship explodes and Kaji's just like, man, this is pretty fucked up. Like, he's just uh, like... Yeah. <laughs> Too chill. <laughs> also, uh, but the thing about Kaji, he's not like that chill. He pretends to be because he also pieces out immediately. As soon as yes. things get really, really, he's like, by the way, guys, I got a personal helicopter. I'm going to be out. I'll see you. Good work out there, guys. This is a crazy <laughs> stuff's going on. I'm sure you got it, but I'm going to be very far away. <laughs> like extremely far away, guys. <laughs> It's like that scene in Scott Pilgrim where uh, he's fighting, uh, where he's fighting Brandon Ralph. And they're like, "All right, we're going to we're going to pizza, pizza for a slice. Just call us when you're done." Yep. <laughs> um, also, I love. Okay, there's a great there's a great moment here where again we are we see Oscar changing her clothes and Shinji's there, and she says, "Quote: Why is it all boys are idiots and so horny all the time?" Yes, I wrote that down word for word in my notes, and honestly. Got him. I mean, <laughs> headshot on that one. Yeah. <laughs> not wrong. It's not wrong. That felt like Anno talking to himself basically there. He's like, God damn, man. Why? Yeah. He's like, God, I'm fuck. I, I suck, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also Shinji has to get into Asuka's plug suit, which 
I'm going to come back to this in episode nine. We'll talk about it yeah. a little bit, but this is a big thing. This is a big thing in this, uh, in this show. I don't know why, but I thought you were about to say Shinji has to, has to get into Asuka mode. Uh, <laughs> and well, you're not wrong because, yeah. because of the, uh, cognitive noise inside of an Ava, he's not allowed to think in Japanese. Mm. If she's giving all her instructions in German and she's like, you idiot, you're thinking in Japanese. And then she's like, it's a thing in German. And let's give a, a, a golf clap for Shinji for trying to speak German for a couple seconds. Yeah. And then her just being like, this is useless. Let me just flip, flip the language back to Japanese. I'm like, you knew this was going to be an issue. Just flip it back. Mm-hmm. She just wanted to show off that she knows I- more languages than Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea that you that you think in a language, right? Is that a like, is that accepted as a thing people do? I don't know that it is. I mean, I think in English, right? But do you think English, or you just or you just translate it to English when you say it out loud? You know. Well, people, I, I, I people I know who speak multiple languages actually do think in different languages. In fact, mm. I know I know some people who like they'll and, and for them sometimes it's like different topics. Like they think about like. You know, stuff they learned in school, they'll think about, like, their mother tongue. And some of the things they've learned, like, after, like, in post-grad or in their job, they'll think about in English and different things. Mm. And it's just, and it, so it does happen to people that they they, they have different uh, ways to think in different languages. I'm going to mark this down as a possible <laughs> on Evangelion's hard science rating. Okay. Well, okay. I've got some big news for you. Technically speaking, if you built a gun that big, it would still work like a gun. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, some things are hard. Some things can be real in this show. Also, when um, when Asuka's Ava first gets up to fight, it has it still has, like, a sheet on it. So it has, like, a cloak. Almost looks like Clint Eastwood in, like, an old, old Western movie. I thought that was such a dope yeah. look. And then the, way, the, the scene when they shed it off looks cool as well. I, just, I thought that was yeah. just such a cool uh, piece of animation. Oh, yeah, that was badass. No, you're not wrong. So that thing has been copied so many times afterwards. Because, like Lancer has tons of mechs that have like cloaks and capes. And someone, I can't remember who said it, was like, there's nothing fucking cooler than a giant robot with an equally giant cape yeah. or cloak. Just for some reason, you can't beat that. Yeah, because one of the greatest things about robots is they don't have to wear clothes. So when they choose to, you know it's serious. Yeah. Also, where are they going to tarp that big? I know. Who is who is out there? They must have like made an entire industry out of you see this thing, make it but five thousand times as big as it is right now. There's gotta be some there's gonna be factory also, how big are the factories that are making these big things? <laughs> they gotta have enough room in the factory to complete the object before they ship it. Like just to transport that fucking tarp, you need a goddamn train. Yeah. Are you kidding? I don't me? Talk about the bolts that are on these big ass things that you see outside of Jeep. I'm like that's like several train cars are just for one bolt, probably, to get it where it needs to go. The, the industry is probably boom. They should talk about the, the economy in Japan and how the working class must be booming right now because of all these jobs. You're not kidding. <laughs> You're not kidding. It's fucking insane. Like, the mm. bullets are as big as cars? Like, come on, man. Yeah. And also, to double up with that, during the, the situation, they destroy so much military equipment. Because like, every time an Ava takes a step, that boat is gone. Like it goes under that boat, under that boat, done. This is not how physics works, my friend. You can't just launch from boat to boat and expect it to be okay. Yeah. And the entire time that this is happening, Aida is so sad. He's like, "No, 
not. It's like you with the trains and Shane Godzilla. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is perfect. He's like, not the boats. No. I'm so called out right now. <laughs> not even the people on the boats, just the boats. Yeah. That those cost I, millions of dollars. Yeah. And this is around the time that awesome. that uh that uh he pieces out on the helicopter. He's like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I love fucking Oscar pulls out the prog knife and it's just a box cutter now. Yeah. <laughs> um The world's biggest, coolest box cutter. Yeah. But then the crazy plan, which once again, it's we've talked about it ad nauseum, but it keeps happening, is when what in one scene, Katsuraki's like, I've got a plan, but it's a little crazy. <laughs> you in? <laughs> and then she explains her plan, which is we're going to go fishing. We're going to we got these guys attached to a line. They're going to be the angel is going to bite into them. We're going to reel them in and we're going to sink two ships into the ground or into the water, into its mouth and then shoot the hell out of it. And then Clearly, the, the captain guy is like, what the fuck are you talking about? We cannot do this. And Katsuragi's like, you're right. We should definitely do this. <laughs> I just also, this is what I thought about. How do you fix an aircraft carrier? What Define yeah. fix. Like, the shit that is done to these boats. How do you fix that? What's that process look like? I know you can fix boats in real life. But has it ever thought about how what it looks like? I think in reality, and with the destruction that's done here, you probably just pull them ashore, melt them down, turn them into bicycles or something. Like, what are you, <laughs> honestly, what are you going to do? Yeah. Just build a whole new boat with yeah. out, of, out of the parts of that. Aircraft boat. carriers are like a small town, kind of like in in stature. Um, so, more than one getting destroyed is an economic disaster. <laughs> Y'all ever been on an aircraft carrier, by the way? No. Uh-uh. I went on one one time as a kid because my uncle worked on an aircraft carrier. He got us a tour of it. They, you don't understand how fucking big this motherfucker is. It is gigantic. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would take to fix it, much less build it. And a robot destroying it as a stepping stone? <laughs> Back then, did you go around asking the guys, what would happen if a big-ass robot stepped on this thing? <laughs> They're like, well, that's scenario 97B in the manual. Yes, in which case we all launch ourselves into space. Mm-hmm. And then when the when the Ava gets taken off the boat by, by the angel, they fall into the ocean. There's just a city under there. Yeah. Like, just, and I was like, is this climate change? Yeah, I was confused yeah. by that. I mean, it is. It is climate change. Yeah. yeah. The second impact, as they call it, did raise the ocean, the sea level yeah. a lot. Which, when was the first impact? Did we discuss that? 65 million years ago when the dinosaurs were killed by an asteroid. Oh, that's what they're calling the first impact in the show. Mm, okay. Yes. I've always wondered that. And I, I kind of figured that might be the answer, but I didn't don't want to presume. Was that also th- an angel? Uh, okay. <gasps> there, are t- okay. there are two things about this show that are great. First of all, it was, it was made before we knew how many times asteroids have destroyed all life on Earth, which is about eight so far we know of. And also, it came out when the Dead Sea Scrolls were a big deal, and everyone thought they were going to have some crazy information, rather than mostly just being repeats of shit we already knew, and some fan fiction from the Bible. So, yeah, big stuff in there. Love that. Very 90s. And then, yeah, so the, the plan works, obviously, because Katsuragi's plans are, they always work. And then, you know, we're back in, we're back home. Whoa! Oh, you go oh, way too fast. Did I say Seth? something wrong? Hold oh. on. No, 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 I'm just saying you're way too fast here. We gotta talk about 
We have an underwater battle against this thing. This is true. We have to pry its jaws open. Also, she keeps calling Shinji a lech. No one says lech. I'm yeah. sorry. Maybe it, maybe in Germany it's a big thing. Maybe. Also, they talk about how the battleships are going to self-destruct. Is that a is that a thing? <laughs> have you ever in your entire hold on? D- ditch all media you've ever you've ever consumed, right? <laughs> have you ever heard of a self-destruct button on anything in real life? No. God, what do you mean? You in, you would install from? a button that would destroy the thing you built. And therefore right. waste it. No. So where does this idea come from? That is, an, that is such a good question. We I want to do a deep dive on when did the idea of the self-destruct button come about. Because we hear about it all the damn time in movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's stretch it into like a three hour long video. Yes. So we can squeeze <laughs> yes. as many ads into it as possible. Yeah, it's the only kind of videos I watch anyway. Um, yeah. It may, was, I mean... Uh, probably wasn't the invention, but I think James Bond had to play part of it with the the the, the self-destructing messages. I thought that was Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Sorry, what else? James Bond. But yes, I'm, I'm, yeah. the Mission Impossible show came out before, and they, they came out like the early nineties, eighties, or whatever. That's One Piece, not the anime One Piece. That's one piece of it. Mm. There's got to be somewhere. There's got to be somewhere they got the idea from. You know. So, okay, we'll do a writer's room for our video essay 1966 yeah. mission impossible really so, yeah. okay that makes sense yeah. it was i knew it was a little yeah. older than that okay all right but i think i think dr no came out in like 1962 so i think mm-hmm. james bond actually predates wow so, but i don't know if james bond came up with it but so we're doing have... it now we're doing we're doing the deep dive now right <laughs> yeah. Start now. yeah yeah strap yeah. Forget, in yeah. folks yeah yeah forget all this yeah forget evangelion <laughs> Yeah. Also, were y'all confused when they retracted the cable to bring the Ava back in that they could just do that? I thought that the reason why the cable ran out was because they could not pull it back. Not that they chose not to. No, I I didn't think of it okay. that way. I don't know. I thought of it like, oh, we can't pull it back; it'll break or something, or it's too, or it's stronger than the ship is. But no, apparently, this winch is stronger than the than the angel. That's the, gotcha. that's what bothered me was that they that. Not that they can pull it back, but that they somehow have more leverage than the Angel and the Ava to pull it back. Because I feel like if you pull that, it should just sink the ship as you do it, because they're mm-hmm. so powerful. But, you know, whatever. Okay, the science on this episode, a bit rough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to make a quick note here, before we get on to your thing, Seth, is that as they're coming off of the ship, yeah. Asuka and Shinji, Aida looks at Shinji in Asuka's plug suit and says, that rubs me the wrong way. Just hold that thought in your brain. Yeah. And luckily for everybody involved, Asuka is now in their class. Um, she, Yay! Everyone at this point does not like her. And they, she is very bossy and a little mean. And now she's uh, she's in class with them every damn day. And she is immediately, she's she all she does is crowd around Shinji and yell at him. He says nothing. Mm-hmm. He just she just yells. He says nothing back, and she's she's just like I hate you so much. Why are you the third children or whatever? I'm like, why are you saying third children plural? He's one guy. Have you asked that question yet? Hey Seth, it's German, of course, of course. So you guys are watching. Did you guys watch the dub for this episode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's really weird to me because obviously her name is Oscar. 
But one of the UN guys calls her Asuka at one point. Mm. Um, and I'm just like, what? what is this? Is this like supposed to be the German pronunciation of her name or something? I was confused. It's racism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I also point out that there are two end scenes of this episode. One is, like you said, Seth, where they, they come into school, dramatic irony, Asuka's still yeah. here, oh no. The other one, though, which happens before that scene, is Kaji giving a fucking briefcase to Gendo containing Adam, the first human being, which is a fo- little blob of flesh with an eyeball on it. And the, the, the scene they chose to go with for the ending was the, the Asuka one. Yeah. Amazing. It's truly incredible the way they, they've decided to sequence this show. Hmm. Also, I would love to watch this show or have it watched by a super like Christian true believer person and have them just see oh, this is Adam, the first human being right here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get some thoughts on that one. Mm-hmm. No, just find a very devout Christian and tell them that um, this show is what Japanese people believe Christianity is. <laughs> watch them lose their mind. <laughs> So you got, I got I got to read these Japanese translations. Over yeah, there. what are they putting <laughs> so in this? Why? They're like, yeah, we released the first couple of volumes. People weren't really biting, so yeah. we turned the Bible into a manga, or we turned it into an anime and then a manga for a manga later. Um, this sold it, pretty well. Gotta say, yeah. <laughs> there are like Bible comic books and oh, things yeah, like that for sure. Yeah, like fully animated, not animated, but illustrated versions of the Bible that you know just. It just happened to leap out some of the, you yeah. know, the racy. Yeah, and Sodom and Gomorrah and things like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that racy stuff in the Bible. I guess they're technically there racist. is actually quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, overall, cool episode. Lots of action, yeah. I thought, of mm-hmm. this one. Yeah. Got a new character. That's always fun. I think Two one of the best characters. episodes up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Well, everybody loves Asuka. And I'll say this. I'm going to go straight to episode nine. Yeah. It starts off with everyone loves Asuka. That's the fucking beginning of this episode. All yeah. these fucking horny Japanese boys talking about her. I do. Mm-hmm. I and love the... so funny. Oh, go ahead. Just art imitates life. Yeah. Yeah. I just love how... And like, she's full... Like... And also, it is, one thing that is really great is it shows, like, the way teenage boys think in the st- stupidest fucking way where it's like, they're all, like, gawking over her. They're sending these love letters and they're just like, oh, she definitely had a boyfriend back in Germany who she had to dump for this. So she is available for us to hit on, just so you know. And I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy that you think any of that stuff is true without any empirical evidence. But to them, it is. there's no way it can be wrong. <laughs> also, do foreign girls mature early? Ooh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, what a line! So yeah, they do they do all that, and it's it's really gross. And then, and but Seth, also true. Oh, real quick, Seth, here's why here's why I'm so pissed about your comparison to me of Ida because he's the one taking pictures of her in the goddamn girls' locker room and selling them to people. Okay, well, art imitates life. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hold up! <laughs> I've never used a camera. Your word. <laughs> I would paint a vivid word picture. Um, right. And then after all this happens, Asuka does ask the central question of the entire show. She walks up to Shin- Shinji and says, is there ever a time you aren't gloomy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, Asuka, you, I'm like, you are not ready for the answer to that question. <laughs> Which, I don't know, is, is a, a weird thing to ask, because in the last episode, in the first episode, he was catty towards, towards Katsuragi. That happened. And in that last episode, he was the one 
controlling the Ava for a while. He took control away from her. He's pretty assertive, actually, in that episode. But to be fair, he is very gloomy most of the time. Yes, most he of the is. time. And is yeah. such a funny question to ask him. <laughs> and then she goes up to Ray and is like, hey, be friends with me. It'd be smoother this way. A great forced friendship. Yeah, that's basically what she says. She's like, we could fight, we could hate each other, but how about we just be friends? And it, it's really because Ray Anami is not the most, I would say, not the most socially adept person on the show. Mm-hmm. Not because she's d- dumb, but because she just, you know, she has, she's got some of her own demons she's fighting constantly. Yeah. Also, she's reading a German book. Did y'all notice that? I did not. Mein Kampf. The language, <laughs> it was kind of like science book in German. I, I can't even acknowledge that joke. So. Yeah. Raya and Ami was reading it? Yeah. Oh, wow. I should actually, hey, you look at that. Also, Asuka keeps saying hollow, like the German hello. Hollow. I'm like, you gotta stop. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny to you me because really even in the dub, it doesn't seem like they got an English actress who actually speaks German. So it sounds yeah. like an American person who's just reading German words. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a word for this back in the 90s, but Asuka is what we know today as extra. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is a little... She's like, I'm, I guess what? In case you guys didn't know, I'm from Germany. <laughs> By the way. I have red hair. I'm also half Japanese because I'm special that way. Yep. Oh... Uh, Next scene, we see Kaji, the smoothest man to ever live. Yep. Uh, hitting on Ritsuko. And here's here's what I want to say, all right? We're coming back to the cleavage shot in episode seven. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking to myself. Because I've always contended that, that the the sexual content of this show is from the, the pers- from the, someone's point of view, is seeing this sexually, right? It's not uh, objective. It's not just like the camera's, the director's like, ugh, I'm leery at this woman's body. Here's what I, here's my theory. Ritsuko... Katsuragi, Kaji, they fucked in college. Had a threesome. Ship it. It's happening. It happened. You think all three? You think they had a threesome? I'm absolutely committing to that 100%. Happened. One time, and everyone thought it was weird. (laughs) But then Kaji and Katsuragi probably went off and did their own thing, I guess you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they were like like three's a crowd. Yeah. This is this is canon. He did date both of them at different points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at, at time, they all knew each other. They definitely had a threesome, and everyone was like, "Eh, I don't know about that." Like most threesomes, and they walked away from it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, happened absolutely. So in that scene, we're looking at Ritsko seeing Katsuragi in a sexual uh, uh, manner. She's watching her change. So one day when this podcast becomes an international sensation, which we all know it will, <laughs> and we yep. in the final episode is us interviewing Ano, you can ask him this. <laughs> yeah. I'm right. <laughs> uh, Does he know English or is one of us going to have to learn Japanese real quick? I think maybe we can find a translator. That might yeah, be yeah, okay. easy. Maybe he speaks English. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the angel attack. We get quick, pretty quickly into the angel attack after, after this stuff starts. And it's funny. It's one, it's one of those great scenes where it's like, she's like, Asuka's like, I got this. Don't worry. Cover for me. <laughs> do this. She runs in and she she cuts this angel directly in half and then says the line, "See that third child? You you must be efficient and graceful in combat." And then it immediately grows back into two angels. 
and there is egg on her face. And not soon after, not very long after, we see the, the Ava's legs. It's been it's been dive bombed head first into the ground, and its little huge legs are just sticking up. People forget this show is fucking funny. It's sometimes. very oh, yes. funny. Yeah. And then he gets a quote from Katsuragi, who just says, appalling. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love the fact they had to blow up another fucking nuclear two mine, and some guy was like, we have to remap that area again. Yeah. I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> what a job being cartographer of this area. Yeah. Um, and then, so, then, you know, she's like, is this where she gets buried in paperwork? Or is that later? Yes. Yeah. That's right here, yeah. So, um, Katsuragi gets all these complaints. She's buried in paperwork. And luckily, you know, Gendo isn't around. And they're like... And then Ritsuka's like, I got a plan to get you out of all this. It's not really my plan, though. Whose plan was it? Kaji's. Kaji, yeah. She calls him by a different name in this. He, uh, she uses his first name. Yeah, his first name. Which I'm not super used to sometimes. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's Kaji's plan. Did you notice by the way that in that in that moment Katsuraki was posing like Gendo? She had the like this. Oh, I didn't notice mm. that. Uh-uh. Yeah, for like one frame like she was doing classic that. Gendo funny. pose. And so yeah, Kaji has a plan. Rather beat, beat this angel. Also, we see we see Shinji walking home, and just like this is so weird to say this, but a DHL van drives yep. by. Yeah, and there's a subtitle for it. A subtitle comes up that says yeah. DHL. I'm like, yep. What the heck? <laughs> they pay for this? What a weird. It's what a weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, not only is she his classmate, but now Asuka has moved in, baby. And she has... Uh-oh. And that's the DHL truck was actually a clue because she has about 70 DHL boxes full of stuff. And she immediately jumps right into that Western mindset where it's like, why are these places so small? Why is there no privacy? <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, and she... and But the thing is, in her mind... Um, Shinji has been kicked out of the house and she gets to move in when mm. she finds out they gotta live together and b- boys and girls of a certain age should not live together um, <laughs> which one she's right technically but two I don't think Katsuragi really runs a tight ship in this house no I mean she's not there half the time anyway yeah you also get Asuka's obsession with Kaji you know, wanting to live with him instead. Yes. Which, which weird. I'll say this. Okay, say it. Oh, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Ben. Go ahead, Ben. Huh? You, you were talking. I wanted you to go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say uh, it's statutory. Here's the thing, though. Kaji is the coolest dude in the world because at every turn, he treats her like a child. He's like, nope, you're, that's not, he won't even, he's like Katsuragi treats uh, Toji. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. even acknowledge that it's happening. Which, yeah. Good on him. All right. Thank you. The one good man in Japan when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she has that, um, she has that little obsession and it is weird. Um, but we find out that the, uh, the plan is that you two little lovable bastards got to get in your Avas <laughs> and you have to synchronize to music uh, and hit this thing's split core at the same time to get rid of it. Which um, is once again an incredible... This basically sets this episode up to be an incredible moment where two characters who don't really get along 
gotta work together. And it's just classic uh, premise for any piece of media, and I think they execute it very well. I love when Toji and Ida show up to their apartment with the class rep, and everyone's like, oh, we're all going to go see Shinji, you're gonna go see Asuka? That's weird. And then... <laughs> All three of them pushed the button at the same time, yeah. which <laughs> if it had just been like Toji in the class rep, sure. But why did Toji and Aida touch the button together? Would you have done that normally? That's just something if they so, do. If so, why? Oh. <laughs> That's just something they do. Gotcha, man. <laughs> they're, they're, they're tight like that. Door yeah. up. We see we see Shinji and Asuka dressed in the same sort of like gymnast clothes, like that thing gymnasts wear sometimes. Yeah. Or dancers. And Aida says that rubs me the wrong way again. He does say it again. You're right. I didn't think about that. And I want to bring this back around, fellas. There's a scene slightly before this where where Katsuragi explaining the plan to, to Shinji and Asuka. They're sitting side by side. They have different different colored soda cans or whatever, and they're talking. They're looking listening to this whole thing happen. There's a lot of people who today and afterwards have sort of like red trans imagery into this show where Shinji is b- this is before and Asuka is the after, you know, mm. discovering your, your sexuality or your gender identity. And we see this with him wearing a plug suit that's hers. We see them wearing the same clothes, living together like this, getting in sync. A lot of people have seen this as sort of, as sort of like an unintentional, perhaps, allegory for being transgender. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure the show supports that, but there's a lot of stuff that I think you could definitely see that in these two characters specifically. Okay. And so uh, Aida is against it. I'm just saying Aida's commenting on the fact that Shinji's dressed like Asuka, and that's weird to him. But, like, that's supposed to be, like, you thinking, like, oh, well, same clothing, right? So maybe this is also Aida's transformation, realizing something about himself. Yeah. True. He's having his, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me moment. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, unsuccessful, I'll say. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, uh, are we gonna say? Oh, right. Uh, and then there's, oh, there's a great scene, by the way, where Oscar's like, "I can't lower myself to Shinji standards to do this," and Katsuragi's like, "Ray, get in there." And Ray does and it. Ray DDRs all over the place. <laughs> and that's the best part, is because when you you meet the character of Ray, you kind of assume she would be great at Dance Dance Revolution and then she just mm-hmm. happens to be um and and then you know you know Asuka has to be like there's egg on my face there's lots of eggs and lots of faces in the, this this series of episodes I thought because like it's like Ben said she's this cocky arrogant kid and for the first time she just sees like oh shit I could be replaced oh mm-hmm. fuck yeah I am yeah. not as special as I thought I was yeah also, also, one thing I, I wanted to point out earlier before they fight the Ava the first time that splits into, or the angel that splits into, is how um, Asuka complains about how last time he ruined her debut by, by being in the, the entry plug with her. It made me think of like a WWE thing, Ben. It's just like, some, mm-hmm. so Asuka's just like, this fucking jobber is in here ruining my damn debut yeah. fucking piece of shit. I'm like, it's just funny <laughs> to me. That's the way her her mind works. That like, this was a, this was an event. This was the debut everyone should pay attention to. Yeah, this was my moment and you ruined it. You took my spotlight. Yep. Yeah, like a debut for who is the <laughs> thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, no, but it doesn't matter because she she thinks of it that way, which exactly. is very telling of her personality. Yeah. 
And then we also get then we get a a classic training montage. Yeah, a very Rocky moment. Yep, straight out of something like Rocky. Of, yep, two of them fucking eating and sleeping and working all this kind of shit in perfect sync, brushing teeth at the same time. Yeah, getting mad at one another for some reason. They constantly are arguing. <laughs> There's probably something there, I guess. Um, and then. I think soon after this is when we see Katsuragi and um, Kaji, right? We see some straight-up workplace sexual harassment happening. <laughs> well, in the moment, it seems like they're both consenting to it. Yeah. That's what it seems like. That's the thing. It, people are more complicated than that. That's it, true. It is for sure. If HR saw that... I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nerves HR. Mm. I'm not sure what Nerves HR Center looks like. <laughs> just right. by the way... It's probably a brain in a jar or some kind of crazy <laughs> shit. You must form you must fill out form BF74. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know why it's also a robot in my it's a brain that's yeah. also a robot in my head. I'm just saying like nerves HR punishment for Kaji would be like putting his dick in a cage or some shit. Yeah. I don't know what it would be like. It would not be normal. He wouldn't get fired, for sure. No. Because apparently... Because when he's talking to Gendo in last episode about how, oh shit, we might all die, he's like, well, at least you'll get out. My son? Doesn't matter. The robots? The girl? Nope. All good. You get out of there, Kaji. Don't worry. Yep. So, yeah. God's special little boy. They are going to town on each other um, in the in the elevator. And then once again, as soon as it opens, Kat's, Kat's like, this is this has gone far enough! I'm done with this! <laughs> And then Ritsuko hilarious. plays the absolute hell out of her yeah. in that bar scene. <laughs> yes. Gets her to admit it, basically. Again, telling you, there's a three-way there. Mm-hmm. The okay, I'll, I'll pay, pay closer attention now, now that you've, you've posited this. Just if You watch how they act around one another. This can be your three-hour video essay. Did the three of them, one hour dedicated to each person. Exactly. And then the culmination being your conclusion. My evidence mounts as the series goes on. Trust me. I've watched it enough times to know. Okay. Also, I love how they call the, what they call the thing that the angel passes an absolute defense line. <laughs> I just love that term. Yeah, the terminology in this show is truly beautiful. Mm-hmm. They, 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 really, they really thought of some stuff. <laughs> like, in that same sequence, Asuka says we're about to go balls to the wall. <laughs> She does. She does say that. You think? You think they said that in the original English dub back in the day? Fuck no, not back in the nineties. <laughs> Hell no. Also, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what era. It would be weird to have her say a phrase like "balls to the wall." I don't know what the, the term in the nineties, like totally tubular or some shit. Yeah, it's not happening from her. They should have had her say, "We're about to go sicko mode." Yes, because they they redid the dub kind of recently. So what if they just like yeah. put new jargon into it? Yeah, they're like this. They're like this. Ava straight up is not giving a vibe right now. I gotta be honest with you. Oh, uh, and that would be the whole thing. I gotta tell you, Senji Katsuragi is straight up bussing. Yeah, replace uh, sinks with vi- with vibe checks. Exactly. <laughs> Have the dub be done by whoever does the Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare YouTube titles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the weird thing is i said earlier lech 
That was a thing they tried in the 90s in anime to use lech because the word they use now is perv. They use perv, pervert. That's more appropriate to the Japanese word, which is literally, by the way, hentai. That's what that word means is pervert. Um, it's just different inflection. It's, oh, yeah. oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for some reason, we can say balls to the wall, but lech is still here for some reason. So yeah. I don't know who wrote this shit. Pervert. That's funny. Also, this whole sequence, by the way, that happens after this, they sing the song, perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to get to this. The like We talked about last week how good the composition on the show is, how good the musical arrangements are, and just how good the fight scenes are. And this is like them flexing all of that all at once. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it really just all comes together so well with the song in the background. We we I think we skipped over the part where um, Shinji tries to kiss uh, Asuka while she's ostensibly asleep. Um, but that's because this sequence is so good. <laughs> we got to yeah. talk about this instead. <laughs> we do get a cleavage shot of Asuka in that. And again, Shinji's POV. I'm mm-hmm. saying it all adds up, folks. I mean, yeah, yeah sure. The, the POV it's thing, obviously, is, is, is there for a reason. Um, but it, yeah, it still feels weird. <laughs> yeah. But I get it. Bit. I mean, it, it is. And once again, for better or worse, a lot of the stuff in this show is true to life. And it kind of shows um, how stuff is, you know, a little international. Like you think these people from over the seas must be so much different than us. And they are in some ways. But in some ways, we're a lot of the same. We're just mm-hmm. a bunch of horny, disgusting boys running around. <laughs> thinking with their little, yeah. their little pricks, you know? Mm-hmm. I will just say, though. As the show goes on, as as the as the series goes on, Anno has some thoughts on people's re- reactions to, especially uh, um, Oscar, that will get illuminated in later uh, yeah. installments. <clears throat> yeah, just a great action scene. Yeah. Love, the, love the musical syncing, so mm-hmm. good. Just I love I love a good action scene that says uh, synced up with music. You see a lot of that in movies like Baby Driver. Yeah, and uh, just uh, uh, that happens in a lot of. Uh, animated shows too like you have sequences where that happens yeah and uh you're seeing a lot of like trailers for movies coming out nowadays that are synced up to music like the oscar award-winning film from 2016 uh suicide squad yeah i was about to fucking mention that (laughs) sold that movie to us with a bad bill just saying yeah yeah that ballroom blitz i think it was trailer Mm -hmm. when did that fucking yeah, absolutely messed me up. Yeah, um, that 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 trailer did so well for them that they brought in the company that made the trailer to re-edit the movie. Uh, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to and do then more. Turns out, like trailer editors are not necessarily film editors because that movie's mm-hmm. editing is appalling <laughs> on every oh, yeah. count. Oh yeah, it's awful. <laughs> it's an awful movie. But the funny part of this is that after all this per- perfect nonsense, they end up in a heap on one another. They put a button on the scene by having them not legs up like before, but kind of, you know, tussled on top of each other. Um, uh, you know, some as if some, you know, little funny business might have gone on. And then they get out of their Eva's uh, and they or no, actually Shinji gets out of his and he's talking to hologram. Um Asuka and they just start arguing again. And they does she even mention he even mentions she mentions the whole thing, oh you try to kiss me while I was asleep, and you say, Wait, I thought you were asleep. <laughs> and then and then and the funny thing is, everyone can hear them. Everyone hears what they're saying. Yeah. At the end, this time it's Ritzko that says appalling. Yeah. And like, yeah, this show is fucking funny. 
Yeah. It it has its great humorous moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, we are I think episode twelve, we're about halfway or this is nine. nine. So we're way ahead yeah. of ourselves. We're on nine. We're not even halfway through, but we're getting there and Ben, I just want to know what are your thoughts yeah. so far? Where are we at, Ben? First time viewer. Uh, I thought these three. Uh, once again, I thought these three episodes were really good. Like there are really there are like some weird essences in there, but I felt like these three episodes did a really good job uh, humanizing not only the characters we already have, but the newer characters as well, bringing them in, getting to know a little bit about them and their psyche. Uh, once again, illustrating that Katsuragi, she's someone who has a switch and can yeah. like turn it on and off if she needs to like yeah like she acts differently at home but she's professional and she can get shit done when she needs to so that's just building more layers on top of her character making her more interesting uh shinji's getting more comfortable he's more willing to like bs and be sarcastic which is really nice to see and now you have now he's having to live with a character who's like his polar opposite and uh, just watching these two interact, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, starting to learn, not really learn a little bit more about, but just get get more Ray involved in the show, especially with the next few episodes. Uh, she's starting to show up more, and just building upon that world, just like laying little eggs, like oh, uh, 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 we, there's this uh, there's this secret office underground where it's just. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gendo. Yeah, Gendo, just shrouded in shadow the whole time. Uh, just Adam, like I don't know if that's gonna come back into play at some the eyeball. I don't know if that's gonna come back into play at some point. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm still digging it. Yeah. I kind of asked real fast, Ben. Has it has Gendo's office, as you mentioned, ever struck you into how bizarre it is? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just a lot of empty space. So much unused negative space. <laughs> and a desk. Floor. Yeah. And yeah. He, he doesn't have like one of those big executive desks. It's like kind of like a just a standard sized desk. Yeah. yeah. Nothing on it. <laughs> a phone. What yeah. a phone that does all of his business forever. Yeah, so what does he do when he's not on the phone? Is he just sitting? <laughs> he sits there he with just, his hands over his mouth yeah. and his looks. Yeah. <laughs> just pondering. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad that so far you've you've kind of figured out that, you know, the show is mostly, a lot of the show is like reflective of how Shinji is feeling at the time. Anytime something mm-hmm. new gets added to the show, he's got to be at odds with it. And, you know, you have to kind of basically live, in, live inside of his head. Um, and figure out how he's dealing with all the stuff. And, you know, in this series episodes, we get him questioning the Avas more and more. And, you know, he's, he's trying to piece things together himself. And it's kind of like, he's, he's you know, he's the um, viewer, uh, what do you call that? Viewer advocate? Stand-in. Stand-in. Yeah, he's the stand-in for us. And I think that these episodes are really bringing that out more and more. I think it's just the way, it's, the way it develops in the first half is really, really masterful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think that's called audience audience surrogate. Audience surrogate. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. I mean, Ben, you especially, since yes. you know, you're you're the first time seeing this, so it's good to know that you're intrigued because this is one of the one of the classic, most well regarded shows yeah. in the in the canon of anime. So mm-hmm. yeah, glad you're on board. And probably one of the best. I mean, it, we we put it into a box a lot about like like about you know being anime, but honestly, one of the better like. Uh, science fiction if you want to put it in that category shows like just regardless of medium just a really really dope show in that way mm-hmm. so yeah um but yeah it's great mm-hmm. still good still good nothing's yeah. happened <laughs> nothing's happened yet to deter me 
Yeah. And I hope nothing does. I'm so ready for Ben to see the final episode. Oh my god. So the final two episodes. The final two, yeah. Are going to be wild. Yeah. I can't wait for Ben to see. You, Seth, you haven't seen 3.33, have you? I've only seen one and two. Or 4.0. You haven't no. seen either one of those. No. There's a 4.0? Yeah, Ben, let me, let me tell you something real quick. When they did these little remake, revisioning re- movies, they named them 1.11, yep. 2.22, mm-hmm. 3.0, no, no, 3.33, and then mm-hmm. 3.0 plus 1.0. Yeah. Oh, so they were on some, like, naked gun shit when they titled these. I should point out, it was it was rebuild 1.0 in the theaters. It was. Then 1.11 got released onto DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Also, the titles are You Are Not Alone, You Cannot Advance, You Cannot Something, and then Thrice Upon a Time. Yep. For the, <laughs> movie number four. Yes. It's called Thrice Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, so it's in the podcast yep. there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, this has been the Illenials podcast. I am Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the stuff that I write at indistinct-chatter.io. And uh, you can find me on almost any social media platform at the Ben Powell. Follow me on Twitch, Twitch TV slash uh, Twitch.tv slash the Ben Powell. Still going through Resident Evil 4. It's taking me a while because work is busy, and also I suck at video games and playing hardcore mode. And it's rough, but I'm still having fun. Besides my last stream, I had a little breakdown at the end of it, but I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. You can go watch it. You can go watch me have a little temper tantrum in the last 10 minutes on uh, on my uh, on demand if you want to, but I don't advise it. <laughs> I let you, you beat Elden Ring, but this game I know. Is, is, is giving you trouble. Activating something in his brain. I beat Elden Ring. I beat Sekiro. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's just taking me a while, and I can't explain it. I think it's like, I feel like the bosses in this game, and I still think it's a great game, but some of the bosses in this game, it feels like they were built for other games, and I'm having to combat them in a way that Leon was not necessarily built for. Like, I feel like a lot of the big boss fights would be better if I also had the dodge roll from the Resident Evil 3 remake. Like, I like being able to parry and all that, but I think a dodge roll would also be nice, honestly. There you go. Yeah, why does Jill, why does Jill SWAT team cop get a dodge roll and Leon special forces operator does not get one? Exactly. Yeah. But anyways, but that that's my that's my little gripe with it. Other than that, it's still great. It's still great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, you can lead a horse water, but you cannot make it under it. What's the name of the underwater angel? Do you know? Fuck, I don't remember stuff. So. Fuck that one. <laughs> okay. Hetera. Hetera. There we go. Mm. <laughs> uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to Germany to Tokyo 3. This has been the Lilith Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Wait, I meant, I, meant, I meant to say Ebra. I meant to say Ebra. Everest the, the sea monster. Hedera's the small monster. No. Stop making it in. Stop making it in. No.